but morally corrupt. It's forwards, backwards podcast, not from the corner of Glenway and Monroe and not from the corner of Gimme Some Truth Studios. This week we talk cancer kids, the return to breeze, question mark, question mark, question mark. And we psychoanalyze Grant Peters about what it's like to go bald. As always, I'm joined by the Bing Crosby to my Bob Hope, Kyle Carr. Dan Fallon is on parental leave. Kyle, as promised, the people want to know, if the weekend were a soccer team, which soccer team would he be? Okay, let me think. So So, so part of this is, and Kyle, while you're thinking, let me explain. When I say I I want someone to explain this to me, this is my polite Midwestern way of saying, I think this thing sucks. Tell me why it doesn't suck. I am not, I can understand the weekend's talent, but I'm not a big fan of it. I, I just don't, I cannot get into his music. Yeah. I know Andrew's already wanting to fight me through the screen. Um, now I'm right team, behind him. So well, <laughs> you, whatever. wow. Okay. So, okay. So the well, team I'm got, going to give him, I, I will give him, it's a team that they're okay. The, the talent is there. You notice it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Sometimes it gets sabotaged by questionable decisions. I'm going to go with Fulham. A great Ouch. choice. Ouch. Uh, I would have. I There's gone, talent there. There's I would have gone with there. Spurs. But, you know, no, but that would require Spurs actually being relevant. Yeah. I, I would have said Inter Miami because the guy sang three songs about cocaine at the Super Bowl last night. Yep. Uh, or the, you know, 1986 Mets. I know they're not a soccer team, but they might as well have been. He has too much style and swagger to be Inter-Miami. Oh, shots fired. Ooh, uh, so that voice that you heard. One of the Neville brothers. You don't have much swagger. Oh, man. Uh, we're pleased. So that voice that you heard, we're pleased to be joined by our liege, our overlord, our chairman, Schmidt. Uh, he's brought along in order to intimidate Kyle and I a bunch of yes men, a bunch of his henchmen, a couple of the Mediterranean marauders, Zach and Grant, and a man who, if he ever got near the uh, Mediterranean, would sear like an ahi tuna, Liam Gagan Smith. Did I pronounce that wrong, I hope? I'm fine, Jeff. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, And so uh, Chairman Schmidt is here. Uh, to talk about, uh, look, and, and let me let me lay out a little difference between our podcast and and maybe Andrew. Uh, Dan grew a beard during quarantine, didn't cut his hair during quarantine, looked like an unholy mess during quarantine, but he didn't do it for anything. He didn't do it for kids with cancer. He's just lazy. He, he's just lazy. He just did it. And really, that's the spirit of our podcast. Whereas Andrew is out there, you know, he's like, oh, the flock and, and the flock soccer foundation, you know, and, and we can talk a little bit about that with you, Liam, uh, you know, raised all this money during the last year, you know, uh, with in association with various of the other supporters groups, we've given money to urban triage, we've, you know, helped uh, food banks here in Madison. Andrew was like, I'm tired of, you know, just having the organization I'm affiliated with uh, feel bad, you know, making people feel bad that they're not doing enough for their community. Andrew decided to go out and with Zach's help, uh, you know, raise money for St. Baldrick's foundation to make 
the rest of us feel like even more what what, what are we pointing at that liam, liam was part of this as well uh, liam uh, you shaved already though you had to <laughs> it's called an n95 and working in a hospital you donkey <laughs> Look, Liam, if you're truly dedicated to this cause, you would have quit your job. I think we know that. <laughs> you so, have a child. You got to pay bills. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle, for, you know, the bit of humanity. How much? The conversation. You know, whatever, you know. Oh, yes. So, uh, so all three of you are raising money for kids with cancer. Is that is that correct? Then that is completely wrong. There is four of us. Colin is also part of this. Colin actually dedicated the whole real estate of his face to grow a beard, as he is also affected by the blight of baldness on a permanent status. Is Colin so, on this podcast? No. So why do I have to concern myself with him? Well, because <laughs> it's content, and no one can see this. Who's here? Because it's so, an audio. So Colin Sheckham is also doing this. So four of you. Four of right. you are doing this. And right. and so four of you and, and Liam, uh, you have shaved, but you have gone in with um, what we might call the uh, the, the cousin Daryl. Um, I, uh, I have I have not had a haircut also since uh, the same weekend, Andrew and I and Zach, we all shaved down March, uh, I think March 10th or 14th. It was the Sunday and, before uh, St. Patty's last year. Yeah. It'll be a year to the date when we do the shave. But yes, also. So my there are four out. of you, and you're raising money for cancer for kids, yeah. right? Via yeah. the Under the auspices of the St. Uh, Baldrick's Foundation. Yeah. And so the, my first question is, um, what do these kids do to get the cancer? Were they smokers? What's what's going on? It's a good, uh, it's a good question. Um, I will say that the beards part of it is not like a usual part of it. Um, I don't know if you know this, Keith, but I, unless you're like Zach, most of us couldn't grow a beard while we were children. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Zach was actually born with his, though. Um, yeah. Came out I, with the beard. Can you imagine like a five-year-old looking like Liam right now? Um, I, mean, I can imagine probably, Liam... I can imagine Liam looking at a five-year-old looking like he looks like right now. I will just say this. Liam looks like the spitting image of his father-in-law right now. And, and I'm sure that is tripping his wife out every time she looks at him. Do you think that's why she's keeping him in this locked room that she's got him in? Uh, don't, don't get anywhere near me. Uh, but no, um, so say Baldrick's Foundation what you do, the process is you sign up to be a shavee on like a specific day. You get your head shaved to identify yourself with kids that go through chemotherapy and lose their hair. Um, if kids could grow a beard or if you're Zach, they would lose their facial hair too, which is why we shaved that off as well. Um, but the kind of the, the operative part of this is that for doing this, you ask for donations for St. Baldrick's as like pledges, you know, encouraging you to, yeah, go do that thing, get your head shaved. Um, and, you know, all of, I think it's like something like less than 4% is used for admin uh, costs for St. Baldrick's. The rest of it goes right back into fundraising or directly towards grants that are written for uh, medical researchers, uh, one of which is the uh, UW Carbone Cancer Center 
um, and American Family Children's Hospital right here in town. Uh, and Liam and I, were, and I think Zach, you might have been there too. Yeah, got a, got a tour of their facilities a couple of years ago. Um, so this isn't our first rodeo either. I think this is my and Liam's like what sixth time, seventh, something yeah, like se- that. Seventh, seventh. Um, so we've actually over the years have raised over like the different events that we've uh, facilitated. Um, planned out for these volunteer events uh, I've raised over a hundred thousand dollars. So trying to keep it going uh, this season and try to bring in more folks from the local soccer scene in Madison. It's tough to do uh, in the middle of a pandemic though. So how we're going about it this year is we're going to, we're, we're in early stages of planning it, but we're going to do like a live stream event where we have, you know, have our heads shaved and there'll be other entertainment on there as well. So We'll get that info out to everybody as soon as we have it. So the actual part for cancer uh, is the, the shaving of the head is mm-hmm. not the growing of the beard. Correct. Uh, so Liam is basically that stash. Liam is just because you enjoy looking like a 70s, uh, you, you know, porn star. It's actually a conversation starter. And it's nice segue into creating awareness and having conversations about the reason why my hair is also long. Because anyone can just see someone with that. Uh, up ahead of here and be like, all right, cool, you have long hair. But when you see someone who is in a choke fiction on their face, like this handlebar mustache is that reminds everyone of my father-in-law, it not just damages me emotionally, but also keeps me engaging to get over the fact of the emotional pain <laughs> that everyone keeps grinning up. And then it's that conversation <laughs> segue into why St. Patrick's is such a fantastic foundation. And outside of the U.S. government is one of the largest, if not the largest contributors to grants and the reason why I say grants is because that's so important because it doesn't just give to one institution. It gives to so many around the country and that information is shared with other organizations like St. Jude's when they raise funds, fantastic organization that stays in within their institution. All of the St. Baldrick's grants, it's kind of, it's a hard and fast rule that any information gathered or data gathered is given to other organizations and other facilities like the, the Dream Team, which is the W is a part of and seven hospitals here in the States for pediatric oncology. So it's also vital that when you do get diagnosed with pediatric oncology, that you don't just see a medical oncologist, that you actually get to see pediatric oncologist because it's a very different field of medicine. And I think, so, uh, oh, go ahead, Kyle. Was it to say, the biggest question I would ask is, so why St. Baldrick's? What made you all choose for that organization? Because I know there's probably other, you know, organizations, research funds that help out with pediatric cancer, but why in specifically St. Baldrick's did you guys go with this route for the last, you know, six, seven years or times, I guess? It's it's structure of how they distribute the funds. Like you're looking at an organization that only takes four cents out of every dollar to run their board. And then 78 cents out of every dollar raised for us to all grants and fundraising. And then the other leftover 13 cents is towards, you know, t-shirts, posters, all the marketing aspect of it. They really do make research a priority reason, not for someone to have a title on a board. Yeah. And, and I mean, originally how we got started doing this is uh, a friend of Liam's decided to sign up for it one year and he mentioned it to me and I was like, yeah, let's do that. It's a no brainer for me. Cause I had leukemia and I was a kid. 
um, I'm still dealing with health issues 34 plus years later, um, directly related to the chemotherapy drugs that I had. So that's another reason why this stuff is important. It's not just saving lives, like in the short term, like curing kids of cancer. It's coming up with better treatments that aren't as damaging long-term for people that do survive. Um, Cause you're constantly looking over your shoulder, but yeah, shout out to LaRonda uh, who got us signed up for this in the first place. It doesn't take much arm twisting to get me and Liam to jump on uh, having a good time for the right reasons. And Zach, how long have you been uh, doing this uh, with, with these fellow, uh, fellow idiots? Mm-hmm. So this will be my fifth year previous years. And And how did you get recruited into it? uh, Liam, actually. So it was a Thursday night. Had you been drinking when Liam, because that's Liam's secret is to catch you when you've been drinking. No, he was the one drinking. I was at work. Okay. It was a Thursday night and he was just like, Hey, I have a question for you. It was like September. He was like, March, we're doing St. Baldrick's. He started to tell me about them. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen the last couple times you did it. And he's like, well, would you want to join in? You've got long hair. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Sounds fun. It's for a great cause. I'm definitely down. So let's do it. When's the last time that you didn't have a beard? I asked you this recently as well. I don't need an abacus for this map. It's been a while. I would say at least going on 15 years. <laughs> so since... Wow. Since, since you were, what, six? <laughs> I would say the last time I didn't have one was just out of high school, so probably 2004. Wow. Um, at least something on the face. And uh, so that's why Grant is here, because this is a pretty uh, – Liam and, and Andrew have done this before – um, this can be a pretty psychologically scarring experience. You have, you went bald naturally, Grant. I did. And, yes. um, I think <laughs> Andrew wanted to have you here to talk to Liam and, and Zach and, and, really, really and, and, and provide you with some, with that, them with some guidance as to how to handle this adjustment process. It's, it's been almost a year for me, Grant. So like, I just want to know I'm going to be okay. You will be well, fine. Um, you're catching you're catching the right time of year because um Liam is bald, taking notes by the way. So yeah. just being bald is harder in the summertime, believe it or not, than it is in the winter. Um everyone thinks that, you know, because you know, you can always put a hat on and stuff in the wintertime. Um and then, you know, still look stylish or try to. Um, but in the summertime, like I've caught it where there's been times where I've sha- I've shaved the head and uh gone out running or something like that or gone out and played golf with uh you know two hooligans like keith and dan and uh end up just torching my head if i don't so sunscreen will be important if we get some warm days in march make sure that you're putting sunscreen on um especially i'm looking liam straight at you um (laughs) a strong breeze a warm breeze is me goose (laughs) liam you're the type of dude that will get a, a sunburn in a warm room so i'm it's, uh, yeah, so, but I think that you guys are doing it at the right time of year, but you guys will, you know, it's, um, it, I think uh, you all have very nice round heads, which is key. Um, I don't know. I don't think that there's too many knots in the, in, in those heads, but, uh, okay, so Liam, Liam's saying, 
But yeah, I think you guys will be fine. I mean, Liam, Liam actually has like eyes like a potato. That's secret thing about the Irish. Secret yes. thing about Liam is he was a fat kid, and I have the skull with extra skin that my back of my head looks like a sharp head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. The worst sunburn I ever had in high school. I shaved my head and uh, played in a soccer tournament that weekend and didn't think about it. And I like sun sunscreened most of this, but at that time, uh, as many of you have seen, I had the butt cut and it, it shielded like right here. And so I got two huge blisters like on my forehead. I looked like, like uh, an alien. Like it was, so it was just the worst. And I remember doing a driving lesson with a, like a super cute girl, like the next week. And I have these two giant pus filled blisters on my forehead. And it's like, uh, Keith, you're never, ever getting a date in your life. You, you should have worn that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the hat hurt, dude. <laughs> you could have put a beanie on. Suck it up. <laughs> so, all right, Keith. Um, for the good of yourself. Speaking, speaking of sunburn and what I was talking about, same thing. Played in a soccer tournament. Had just, sh- you know, shaved the head. Go out. Forget, you know. Think uh, um, my Mediterranean Lebanese skin will, will get me through, you know, with the sun. Usually it does. Um, at this point though, uh, my dad's German and Irish decided to kick in. So I ended up torching my head. And what happened is that as my hair grew and my head started to peel, when I would peel off the piece, the things off my head, you could see the perforations where the hair was actually <laughs> coming back through the, you know, it's, I was, yeah. gonna, I was going to say, maybe that's what caused you to go bald is like you were peeling the skin off and the hair just came right with it. It was like a, you know. No, I think that was stress and depression that caused that. On the chemicals that they used when he was in, you know, the the islands fighting in World War II. So, well, I mean, okay, so a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys that I know, and because there is a brotherhood of bald men out there. um, Yeah, is there a secret handshake that you should teach these guys before they go bald? um, I, I can't divulge that information right now. Um, okay. Well, after One, after recording, after we'll, recording, we'll we'll talk more. But I well, or is talk. it for like real balds? Like, are the do you guys like look down on these fake balds? No. Like Michael oh, Jordan, yes. you know, shaved his head. Were you guys like, no, we're not accepting Michael Jordan into the bald fraternity? No, I mean, I think Jordan is he's one of the kings of the fraternity because he understood he was going bald and took took action before um, it got out of hand, and so he, he accepted this is this is the fate. I'm the greatest basketball player in the world. Who cares if I'm bald? That's that's about that. That's the bald man's attitude right there. And, and so, will you always rank uh, Jordan over LeBron because Jordan accepted that he was going bald? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But where would you put Tom Brady? Oh man, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Terry Bradshaw is pretty good. <laughs> as long as you stay, as long as you don't say Tom Brady's the greatest athlete of all time, you're good. You know, um, no, no, no. I, um, well, we'll have, I don't know if the GOAT discussion is worth having right now, but... Uh, well, no, not I the think, GOAT, the end. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was say, where's Zidane rank in that then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Zidane bald or pre-bald? Well, this was going to come to something I wanted to bring up is, I don't know if you guys saw the photo over the weekend, but uh, uh, it was uh, um, Cristiano Ronaldo with a uh, Real Madrid basketball player. 
and uh, the Real Madrid basketball player is like seven feet tall. And they, you know, show, show the photo and there's Ronaldo. And then they zoom in on Ronaldo's feet and Ronaldo is up on his tippy toes. And so <laughs> for the same reason that I'm going to give, you know, the nod to Jordan for not being a ball denier, if you're like Leo or Ronaldo, who do you take? You know, Messi owns that he's, you know, three feet tall. He's not out there fighting it. Whereas, you know, Ronaldo. He's a uh, faker. It's kind of, yeah, exactly. I mean, Ronaldo's Kyle, vain enough. Ronaldo is vain enough that he has to make himself look taller, look better than he actually is. He's also not, Messi is also not a rapist. So that automatically gives him Correct. the W ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo has to have everything be about him. He has a goddamn museum for him, specifically for him and all of his achievements that he somehow achieved because he was playing for the richest teams in the world, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Notice how Portugal won the Euros when he left the game and they haven't won shit with him, including losing a 2004 final to Greece. Anyway, as much as Messi struggles in an international tournament, I too would struggle if I had Gonzalo Higuain as one of my key teammates. Cristiano Ronaldo is not the GOAT, the end, and he's a rapist. Well, and I think this is when this whole, like, who's the greatest of all time thing comes up, like judging guys in team sports on number of titles as the sole defining factor for who is, if that's the case, then it's Bill Russell and good luck to everybody else. Right. But what about Serena Williams? How come nobody's talking about Serena Williams being the goat? She's got 23 grand slam titles. 22. Goddamn tournament pregnant. Yeah, she won a yeah. tournament pregnant. Exactly. I mean, come on. Well, you but know. you know, part of it though is Steffi Graf has 22, so she doesn't have the separation. You gotta get some separation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I think what you were talking to earlier though, circling back, um, there is I want to certain... thank Grant for thinking that we have a topic. I I, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, but the, I like I like uh that you said is there a distinction between those that accept their baldness and those that prolong it yes um i think for every man that's gone bald you reach that point of what do i do now um and some men try the comb over some men take the take the pills um other men just go to the razor i was a go to the razor guy and i think that that's um you know that's always that's always something that's perspective now a guy like brian urlacher right so brian urlacher was a bald guy who, you know, seemed pretty cool, you know. Did he, though? And, and then he got hair, and he turned out to be, like, this right-wing douche. So it's like, you know, that's that just shows you. It's like once once this happens, you even if you try and, you know, rectify the situation in the means that he did, you're a bald guy. You Another know, you example. Sold your soul. You sold your soul, pal, you know. Yeah. I have, oh. I have a question and a little bit of a promo. So I'll do the promo first. If people still want to get involved with our St. It's, it's your world, Andrew. I'm, right. you know, Kyle and I are just living in it. Interrupted in it. But anyway, uh, what I, I can't, <laughs> Liam, I can't interrupt. It's my own goddamn podcast here. Kyle and I have immunity. All right. <laughs> I'm just glad you're still doing, uh, still doing episodes. Somebody, the, the climbing the ladder people tagged, let me be forward. Uh, in their tweet today when they announced their, their piece on the club. Uh, but <laughs> look, all I got to so, say is this podcast, even when they're not putting episodes, is still better than Let Me Be Forward when they did put out episodes. True. 
True. Uh, what I was going to say is if people still would like to join uh, our event, they can do that. You can uh, sign up. Uh, just my, my Twitter is at D R U D G E O N S. Uh, find me, send me a DM and I'll get you the link. Um, but all you got to do is start posting on social media and ask people for money. And it's going to kids. It's going to kids cancer cures. You can't really feel too bad or too selfish asking people for money. Um, so I do that. My second part is a question, a very, very deep personal question for Grant. How mad does it make you to see people like us shave our heads and just have it grow back beautifully? Or is it just because it's a, for a good cause that you're just like, you know what? I'll let it go. Um, I think okay. others. I mean, I, I think that you would have to ask somebody who is bitter about going bald that sure. question. I got you. Um, when I lost my hair, like I had short hair, you know, most of my life anyways. So like when I lost my hair, it was just like, oh, this is great. I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Um, but if you ask someone who is bitter about it, I think that they would have an issue. But for me, I look at it more as like a really cool thing that you're kind of like jumping on the bandwagon and you're a fan for, you know, for a season, you know, and you get to be one of us and, you know, and then you get to go back to your life, you know, and, uh, you know, you can revisit us anytime you want. All you have to do is pull out the razor and uh, take things down. But uh, you'll always have a home in Baldville. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not anti-bald tourist? Because I would look I'm at not, these no. guys as like bald tourists. No, I mean, because it's like, you know, you're a townie I mean, like, I mean, and these right. guys are showing up. Right. Know? I mean, it's like losing your hair is a hard luck thing, right? So it's like, so why be bitter about it? You know, just, you know, because if you know that, that that's part of life. And so it's, uh, if other people are down on their luck or need a place to stay for a while, invite them in, give them a meal, give them a beer and then send them on their way. So hospitality, a truly, yeah. uh, you know, it's the Mediterranean way, Keith, come on. <laughs> so, uh, that, that kind of segues us in and Zach and Grant, um, wanted to, you know, you guys are the two thirds of the Mediterranean, Mediterranean Marauders. Correct. Uh, what what was the genesis for this? What what prompted this? Um, other than um, you know a case of of Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> um, I think so. Zach, did you buy the masks first? No. Okay. You, so, you had mentioned like, hey, we're going to Hart Park together. We're going to be driving together. And one night you were like, hey, I got an idea. We should go with some okay. Mediterranean Marauders. And yeah. Like a Twitter, like a jokey kind of like just a burner account on Twitter. I'm like, okay. Because according to the internal know. logic of Forward Madison, if you don't have a Twitter account, it doesn't actually happen. It's yeah, not real. It yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just like Zach said, it was just kind of a jokey thing. But he then went and bought masks. Yeah, I was like, we should get masks. And you were like, yeah, yeah I'm totally down. I'm like, well, I found some. He's like, buy them. We'll do it. So then it just kind of went from there. Um, yeah, you set up the account on the way to the mat. They, they were having fun with it. Um, other people were having fun with it, too. And so we just, then it was buying tracksuits. Um, you know, that was uh, for my birthday. Uh, Zach got me a personalized um, Lebanese national soccer team tracksuit if you so, haven't seen grant in that um 
You should. He looks as sexy as Telly Savalas did in the 1970s. <laughs> Which is the goal, right? You yeah. know, I mean, as yeah. far as Mediterranean guys go, I mean, that's, that's you know. That's, that's pretty much the peak. Yeah. Um, on, on more serious organizations, I uh, uh, wanted to kind of talk a little bit about transitioning into, into the new year um, and got some news today from public health here in, in Dane County that uh, sporting events will be allowed with, uh, is it up to 100 without uh, food and beverage and 125 with food and beverage provided, um, which is paving the way for perhaps uh, something happening at Bree Stevens. Um, Kyle, you're, you're on the match day ops kind of side of things. Uh, and of course, Chairman Schmidt will eventually just take over and correct you because he runs, you know, the flock with an iron fist. Um, but wanted to see, you know, what, what, you know, your thoughts were on this, Kyle. Well, we had a meeting last week just to come up with ideas of what we wanted to do assuming that if Ford Madison were to play at Bree Stevens Field, it would be without fans. So we have different TIFO ideas. We have different banners, talked about flags, where we are going to put stuff. This does not change it. I still, most of the stadium is still going to be pretty empty if the club chooses to play at Bree Stevens Field. So we're still going to try and move forward with the plan. So find out um, what our steps can be. The club hasn't made a decision one way or the other. So until then, we're sticking with the plan that we established last week. And if they don't play in Bree Stevens Field, we'll figure it out from there. So, and, and one of the interesting things is, first of all, this will be revised from what I've seen as of, of the beginning of March. Um, one of the you know interesting things is they push back the start of the season until May. Um, so that may give them a little bit more leeway. Um, Andrew, you know, uh, Grant, Liam, Zach, any additional kind of inputs or, or thoughts on, you know, what, what Kyle's put out there? I think the first thing that is interesting to me is that there also was an announcement that they're going to start doing a concert series at Bree Stevens. And my first reaction to that is, I mean, pardon the language, but what the fuck? Um, you know, so. Thank God we don't use any foul language on this podcast. Right. You know, I'll so, have to beep that out. But yeah, um, that's one of those things where I just that hit me where that was strange. It's like, so how are you going to allow a, a live music where that's 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 people gathering? I, I just so that that tells me it's like so how I, we need to see you know some recourse on that and so and some th- and some things answered about that question because that really struck me as strange that you're going to open up that, but not allow, you know, soccer and people to come in and watch, watch the game. So. Andrew, any, any additional thoughts? Um, One of the things we've talked about as well is that this is going to be a, a tough year because part of it is going to be reinstalling that level of enthusiasm. Hopefully if we get games back at, at Bree Stevens, right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, to be to be quite honest, I, I think we're going to try to wade back into that slowly just to make sure that we do it very safely. Um, I don't think it's going to take too much uh, pushing or prodding once things are safe and we're back in there to get people back kind of where things were at in 2019. I think it's going to be every, every match day is going to be a big old party, uh, even more so than it was before because people 
I've been missing it all this time. Um, as far as the order is concerned, I mean, I, I think the, the fact that PHMDC, that, that's Public Health Madison and Dane County, uh, sort of public health organization in around Madison area, I think it's encouraging that they're even saying, yeah, we're okay with you doing this, you know, even though their, their current requirement is that the players would have to wear masks while they're playing, which I really highly doubt USL and the, the players association will even go for that in the first place. Um, you know, I, I, I was talking with some people earlier today. I could see that working for something like baseball or golf or something like that, but the level of sort of cardiopulmonary fitness that soccer players have to have a, at a pro level, there's, there's not much a mask is going to do to stop what's coming out of their lungs uh, while they're playing. Right. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think overall it's a positive sign. It's moving in the right direction, but I, I think we're all kind of cautiously optimistic. Things could change between now and then. The, the average case counts every day are falling. The death counts are falling as well. So things are trending in a good direction, but, you know, they're only going to continue trending in a good direction if we make sensical decisions about kind of getting back to normal. Well, and I think as well, the state of Wisconsin has, uh, after some initial struggles, proven themselves to be doing a great job of um, sort of the the vaccine rollout here in Wisconsin, and and things have become more and more efficient. All of which are, uh, I think, good things. You know, kind of moving yeah, forward. I saw that we're now 18th. Like we moved up to 18th in the country. I had seen even as high as in the top 10. So that was eighth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in the Midwest, I think eighth overall. And so I think those are all, you know, factors going in, in favor. And if the, you know, um, it's nice to have a central functioning central government. Um, and that I think will hopefully as well as these procedures get into, into place, you know, things will improve. Um, Kyle, you're, you're looking I would call it a large stretch to say that Wisconsin has a functioning central government. Well, you uh, talking more about- I think it has a bunch of bitch ass cowards. Well, so there are two parts, right? So, person. Um, so but you know, some branch. people there make great speeches. Shout out Francesca Hawk. Well, I, I think, um, you know, you have the executive branch, which, you know, one group passes the laws and they haven't done that in a long time. That would be the aforementioned bitch ass cowards. And then you have the exact they brought a Christmas tree, Keith. So. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, they passed a COVID relief bill that would actually make COVID worse in the state, I think. So, you know, mazel tov for that one. Um, but as well in the United States, you know, we had no we had funding for vaccine rollout, but we had no, you know, executive branch plan for how putting that into place. So I think. You know, in Wisconsin, we're helped by the fact that we have a, you know, Democrat in power. Liam, you work in the industry, so you might have insights that that the rest of us, you know, we're just talking out of our asses on. But yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I do. I do. I'm very fortunate to actually work with uh, immunocompromised individuals every day. And they're just fantastic individuals. But I would just be like, you know, a word of caution and caveat that the vaccine rollout is going well. The vaccine is great it will lessen the strain on our healthcare organizations or hospitalizations and um, i would like to caution that you should still be taking 
necessary steps to still social distance and not be like, oh, free will, let's have a fucking laugh. It's not cool. You're still at risk of transmitting the disease to people that are susceptible to it. And now with the new strain here that is more easily transmitted, please still use caution, think of others. We're not out of the woods yet. So, yeah. Just so, Liam, you're saying indoor watch parties would be a no-no then? Oh, um, man. Next, Why not have an indoor watch party? Question. Between the goat and indoor watch parties, we're just poking bears around here. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you know. Uh, Andrew, Don't do dumb shit. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on indoor watch parties? And when are we all moving to Omaha? <sighs> <laughs> Look, I don't know about you. I could not wait to have an indoor watch party during during a panicata to watch the U.S. men's national team thrash a small Caribbean nation. <laughs> during a during a panicata was perhaps the best the best part. Um, Panicatas are delicious, Keith. Okay, hey, they really are. I am I am not. Uh, there is no panicata slander coming from me. Um, I will, I will not speak ill of a panna cotta. All right. Um, Robert's going to come and get you. Look, I will speak ill of Pinocchio that, that little bastard had it coming. Um, <laughs> but I will not speak ill of a panna cotta. Um, so there <laughs> in that match, by the way, there was a little bit of forward news, uh, that Josiah Trimmingham, uh, was able to captain, uh, the Trinidad and Tobago side, um, here's what I'm going to say on that. It looked like he worked too hard in the week. And maybe I stole this from you, Kyle looked like he worked too hard in the week, earning the captain's band to actually put up much of a performance that day against the U S I think the whole Trinidad Tobago team set him up to fail. And it was unfair of him. He did what he, he tried doing what he could and congrats to him for being the captain. That's no, that, a big achievement for, a four yeah. Madison player and a USL League One player to not only make a national team but the captain it. It's kind of it's a big deal. Um, I noticed he was yelling. He was yelling at players a lot. <laughs> I would too. Yeah, I, I would like to mention too, like the he posted after the match that he not only had like a knock on his knee, but he had a concussion, which might have had something to do with some of the in-game uh, decision making. Uh, I love Josiah, but man, if you're concussed, get off that pitch. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's one of the things about athletes, right. Is they're often built a little different and, you know, you, you can't leave athletes to make that decision themselves in some senses. Um, I did want to mention that, you know, that Trinidad team was coached by Gary Fenwick and that guy is a perfect example of you, you fuck one sheep in, in his life because they, they talked about him for 30 seconds on the broadcast. And what do they mention in that 30 seconds? One of the guys, Diego Maradona dribbles by on the most famous goal of all time in the 1986 <laughs> world cup. Like Gary Fenwick can join up with St. Baldrick's and cure cancer. But the first line of his obituary is going to be one of the guys, Diego Maradona dribbled past in the, goal commemorated with a plaque at the Maracana stadium. Gary Fenwick died yesterday at home <laughs> in, you know, the countryside outside of Leeds. That's, that's it. 
you know, second paragraph will be cured cancer. And so that's, you know, that's his legacy. Um, wanted to, and, uh, bef- you know, before we get too far away from, from talking about forward Madison, uh, did want to talk as well, very quickly, uh, Kyle, uh, Featherstone Flamingos, uh, again, in sort of last year, you guys did the great, uh, Malcolm X sticker, uh, in commemoration of, of, uh, um, black history month last year, this month, you know, uh, releasing one in association with, um, uh, uh, or in honor of MF Doom. And I saw the poster behind Andrew, which also helped to remind me. I think that's an MF Doom poster, right, Andrew? And Kyle, if people are interested in in that sticker and kind of interested in supporting Featherstone, you know, that sort of thing, what, what kind of stuff is available for them? So, and actually, I'm pretty sure there's another person on this call that could help explain more about the sticker because he did the great job of designing it. But yeah, we wanted to follow up last year and commemorating a notable black person and someone that really had a huge impact on black culture and black history. And we wanted to do that again with MF doom. You know, he's an MC that I think a lot of people, you knew him, but maybe you didn't know him. I think that's like, I think that's one of the ways I would explain it is you knew him, but maybe you didn't. And we wanted to commemorate and show his legacy after he unfortunately passed away this last fall, we thought it was a good idea to do that, have a sticker. Um, there's going to be more that's going to be coming out. We're going to have a couple other uh, black legends as well. That's going to be displayed, but in terms of the design and the approach to that, I think that's something that Chris would be better explaining because it was his brainchild. It was his masterpiece. So and, Chris, and, if you want to. And there he, I in. didn't see Chris. Uh, he, he snuck he, in to the podcast. He came in through the back door, like all nine members of Wu-Tang. <laughs> well, I was going to say this is a very MF Doom esque appearance because you're you're it's not you you've got a, a you know a different kind of uh, you know uh, uh, I'm looking for the avatar up on the screen and you've got uh, your son's name that you've you've appeared under as well so a very camouflaged MF Doom sort of appearance that you've made. I mean, yeah, Chris Chris Fox is just an entity, man. It doesn't define me. My first and last name have nothing to do with what actually defines who I am. You're, That's, you're getting you're getting too deep for this podcast. The unofficial motto of this podcast is idiots doing idiot things because they're idiot. <laughs> Um, well, just to piggyback a little bit off Kyle then and stay on topic, uh, Doom was the essential, I'm about that work, not about the clapping that happens afterwards. Everyone has heard some of his work, um, whether they know it or not, a big influence on me uh, and how I was raised in the hip-hop culture, um, and he helped just formulate, you know, how I vibe with music and tunes in general. So yeah, as Kyle said, we wanted to get on that. I think it looked great. It turned out great. Shout out to uh, my good fellow out of Orlando for actually, you know, putting the pen to the paper and helping my conception uh, breathe life. Um, and yeah, just keep an eye out for what's coming. The MF Doom Project will have stickers. We're going to run some prints as well as T-shirts. So just keep your eyes on socials, folks, and uh, we'll get you the goods. Excellent. And uh, thanks for... Uh by the way, you were talking very pointedly there about MF Doom being about the work. Uh, do you have some? 
you have some comments maybe that you want to share about uh, the weekend and how he's maybe not about the work? Why? I was going to say, why are you slandering this man by including the weekend in this conversation? But okay, go ahead. Okay. I mean, a lot of people know this and it's become a running thing now. I simply don't like the man's vibe, his music. I don't like the sad, pretty boy persona that he puts out. I don't like, you know, if I wanted breakfast club music, I just watch the breakfast club. I don't need a whole new album in 2020 to get that. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's not cause he's Canadian, you know, big shout out to who I, who I really want to slap. And that's Celine Dion. Everybody else knows that. <laughs> Oh man! By the way, we're gonna get so much hate mail on that now. Like, we've said some controversial things on this podcast. We've thrown we've thrown some we've thrown some darts on this podcast. I mean, do not want to rile up the like I said on my community. Said on my Twitter post when I had the Doom mask on. If you can't handle me and my Chris Fox, he for sure will not like me as a supervillain. So. Whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just telling you, Celine Dion stands, they're out there and they're angry. They were Good. they will come for us. He's so, okay, tell, him, tell, him, hey, tell him to grab some poutine, go curling, and have a good cry. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we got through all of the bald talk without you once mentioning Grant Wall. Now now we're just now we're just <laughs> like we're 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 like, oh, the bear is sleeping. He's hibernating. There's no reason why I went through this whole podcast almost on my best behavior. I only accused kids of getting cancer from smoking. Um, You abused me all the way through. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Liam. And we have gone through the violent section of the podcast. Liam. Liam. It's a grievance. Where's the grievance section? Well, yeah, you, you can look, you can find us on Twitter. And Dan, of course, is on parental leave. Dan isn't here. So I didn't know who else I could abuse. And I picked you, Liam, because you were the first one who appeared. Um, and, uh, you know, if you if you want to, uh, Kyle, uh, sign up to yell about about our uh, takes on Celine Dion, The Weeknd, um, Tom Brady, anything else, where can people find us on Twitter? It is at forwards backwa two. And uh, that's where you can find us. Uh, Grant Wall. Um, I'm worried about Grant, as we've already discussed, because uh, CBS uh, All Access is shifting over to Paramount Plus. I think that's going to take him at least six weeks of complaining to take the million dollars that his epidemiologist wife at New York Hospital uh, and pay that $6.95 monthly fee. And he's going to get all righteous and angry about that. Uh, we're not going to tag uh, Max. If you if you tag this, I'm you know going to dr- if you snitch tag us to Grant Wall, we're finding you. Um, but he's going to you know come with his man of the people. Last time, by the way, speaking of, and it ties it all together was when uh, the the guy from uh, Virginia uh, was dying of of cancer, and he actually I think insinuated Grant Wall did that I should be the one dying of cancer. Um, which I really appreciated. So, uh, you know, if you don't want to help me, you know, that's, that's the way to go. You know, you can focus that money to St. Baldrick's, give that money to St. Baldrick's. That's a good cause. Uh, Cause it won't help me if I get the cancer that Grant Wall has wished upon me. 
which this took a turn. Holy shit. Hey, <laughs> like a pro, he brought it right back. He around. brought it back in a I'm, salvaging way. <laughs> I am, I am circling it together. So that's, that's, there were a lot of threads out there. I wove them together into a beautiful, if bitter and dark tapestry. <laughs> uh, Liam, do you have anything you want to add? You know, yeah, I, felt, um, I feel like I've heard your feelings. Um, I would like just to add, like statistically, that most kiddos that do get diagnosed with cancer, unfortunately, the average years lost is 67. Keith, we'd be happy if you didn't even make it to 67. Well, and I think, look. And you will, because you're a horrible person. Well, <laughs> I, I have, uh, I'm going to live forever, um, despite my best efforts. Um, and, uh, well, and look, as Andrew brought up earlier, the, the legacy of childhood cancer and the, the value of increasing is even helping, you know, the, the lucky ones who do survive is, uh, you know, Andrew, I think we, you would say you were very lucky to, to survive and, and grateful. But as he mentioned, you know, you're, you're still struggling with the after effects. So if we can even improve the treatments so that, you know, the, the after effects uh, for the survivors are minimized, that's a great thing as well. Um, now I'm going to sing You'll Never Walk Alone at the end of this telethon, um, like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis used to. Not Jerry Lee Lewis, just Jerry Lewis. Um, you know, Jerry uh, Lee Lewis would have been singing a much stranger <laughs> song about the kids. <laughs> uh, that's a great p- podcast, by the way, by the son of David Allen Coe about all the strange country music stuff. Yeah. Even, you know, if, if you don't get a chance that it, I can't think of the rhinestones and cocaine or something, I think is the name of the, of the podcast, bringing it back to the weekend there, uh, with the cocaine. Um, but wanted to thank our assorted guests for all that they're, they're contributing, uh, Zach, uh, Andrew, Liam and Colin, who's not here, who, uh, has, have helped contribute to, uh, St. Baldrick's. Uh, Kyle and um, Chris, who has now appeared for what they're doing in terms of uh, this sort of MF Doom project, which uh, I assume like uh, last year with my um, uh, Ready to Fly t-shirt, uh, the funds are going to be going to a, a charitable organization and, and you guys are going to be raising money for all of that, which is fantastic. Um, and then Grant for showing up and, and counseling uh, and providing guidance for all of us who, who will one day lose our hair. Um, really a noble effort um, Grant provided. Um, just nothing I'm but a giver. Here. Just nothing but a giver, Grant. I'm always um, here. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he attempted to defend the weekend briefly, and then Chris Fox showed up, and he knew that he did not want any of that. Oh, Chris and I have already had this conversation. Chris and I have achieved a nice little truce on this. I'm over here. He's there. That's just where it's going to be. And, and it's cordial. Until next time we say forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Idiots doing idiot things because they're idiots.